Good morning everyone and welcome to our fifth autism podcast. Um, today you are listening to Tony Fife, who is our head of complex needs and myself Ashley Wilson who is the head of service development and quality and today we're going to talk about autism and masking. So Tony can you explain a little bit about masking? Yeah so the term masking doesn't just relate to people with autism however when we're talking about people with autism um, we need to be aware that what masking is and what the consequences are for the individuals. So by masking, what we mean is camouflaging or hiding what would be their usual response to a stimuli um, or any given situation. Yeah. Autistic people often feel that they must perform or copy other people's responses to a situation. So when they're doing something that's not natural, that's a masking situation. Okay. So what are the signs of masking then? It's really difficult to sit here and say this is what it means if somebody's masking mm-hmm. because each individual will be different. Yeah. So unless you know the person really well, it might be quite difficult to identify what the signs are. But for instance, some of the signs may be copying facial expressions. So if you're speaking to somebody, copying what you are doing, right. um, mimicking gestures, so hand gestures, facial gestures, anything like that. Um, some people develop um, a repertoire of rehearsed responses to certain questions um, because they think that's the right answer, not the answer to actually what you're asking them or what they want to say. Yeah. Forcing eye contact, not natural eye contact, almost staring yeah. directly at you. Yeah. Um, pushing through physical pain so if they've got some sensory issues actually pushing through that physical pain because they feel that they should be in that situation um, or disguising any kind of either self-stimulating or self-regulating behaviours so almost kind of playing those down so what would calm them in that situation they're not doing um, obviously these are just some examples and everybody is different yeah yeah you mentioned that there's obviously some consequences for the person to masking what do you mean by that what can masking sort of what can it do or what can it hinder in terms of the person with autism i mean masking can affect the person's well-being in so many ways i mean imagine pretending to be somebody else for long periods of time oh yeah it must just be like exhausting wasn't it oh absolutely trying to be somebody else for hours and hours upon end. So that, that's, that's the initial part of it. It takes a lot um, of pretending not to be the, the person. Yeah. It can lead to things like depression and then spiral and spiral. So then it becomes to the point where people have suicidal thoughts. Um, they think they're not good enough um, because they're practicing and rehearsing responses. You may have heard of the term... Um, burnout autistic burnout yeah mm-hmm. so this can happen as well when people mask for long periods of time and by autistic burnout what we mean is that people can no longer cope with situations or doing tasks that they've always done so for example somebody may be able to make the bed or make themselves a drink and then all of a sudden they can't do that because they just can't physically put the stages and the steps together and that means that they, they've burnt out yeah. It could also result in increased repetitive behaviours, so where people 
used to do some things every now and again, it becomes more and more repetitive. Or it could actually mean that they're quite sensitive to sensory stimuli and causing again physical pain. And I think the other thing about masking when you're looking at consequences is if you've got somebody who is doing that on a regular basis and they haven't got a diagnosis of autism, it could also um, delay any kind of diagnosis as well. That means that the person then doesn't get the support that they require. Yeah. It, it's strange because one of the questions that we actually had from the live Q&A um, for World Autism Week this year was, was actually around... Um, a young boy who was going to school and mum had asked us the question and, and basically she was she was confused as to why he was absolutely fine at school but then would come home and have, yeah. have what you'd probably describe there as a bit of an autistic burnout. Is that linked to masking? Do you think he's masking while he's in an environment he's not comfortable with maybe? Yeah, it sounds very much like, and obviously without knowing the individual and the circumstances, it sounds very much as though he is doing what he thinks he should do in the mm -hmm. school setting and he's absolutely exhausted when he comes home yeah. and because he feels safe at home mm. he then feels that he can do whatever he needs to do or not and yeah. it sounds a bit like he's burnt out and he just needs to kind of reset. Oh, it's, it's really complex isn't it? Um, so in terms of, of consequences what strategies do you think that we can embed or put in place to support people or even just spot the signs of masking? So again, it's really difficult because you do have to know the individuals and everybody's so different. So it's not a one size fits all. But this is where we need to make sure our support plans are really robust. We need to make sure that they're really detailed. It gives you as much information as you possibly can. In our support plans also, we should have our coping strategies. So what the person does. Um, I've supported individuals in the past where they've rocked and the depth of the rock shows how they are feeling. So we've even gone to the stage of writing in support plan at different angles. Right. So when that person rocks slight, mm -hmm. you know, he's quite happy. When actually the rock gets quite deep yeah. as a rock, then he's starting to get really anxious. And almost to the point where you think he's going to fall over. Yeah. Never did, but almost the point you think he's going to fall over, you know that he's really, really anxious and he's not coping and you need to change something. So even if we had three stages, four stages in support plans, that's really good. Um, communication passports profiles are really really important as well I think we need to make sure that because communication is not just verbal communication so similar to that situation we need to make sure that all of that's documented as a form of communication as well um, and things are reviewed on a regular basis because different situations like we've just discussed mean people handle things differently yeah yeah. So I think support plans, communication plans need to be reviewed constantly, updated, um, and making sure we share that with our colleagues as well. Um, I think the final bit for me really is more about if if colleagues need any support, then to contact either myself, you, yeah. Yeah. or any of the operational team, and we can kind of go and do some observations and support as much as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's the beauty of what we've got um, within SJOG, is that we can we can tailor those workshops to, to the individuals living in services. So yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, you've been listening to Tony and Ashley this morning um, around autism and masking. So as Tony said before, if you've got any additional information, please let us know. But thank you very much for your podcast, Tony. Thank you.